here, mothers. I think it needs to be one day a week. Hello, I think it needs to be one day a week, yes. Um, I really think that mothers need more recognition and more support and more accolades and more love than we sometimes show them, and I'm saying that for me too. And so, happy Mother's Day, and I know it's not Grandma's Day, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Happy Mother's Day to all you grandmas, absolutely. Um, wanted just to remind you about tonight's service. Uh, pavilion service at six o'clock under our wonderful pavilion. The wind is not going to blow because we've already talked to the Lord and he's going to just, he's going to bring it down, right? Yes. And the temperature is going to stay below, I think, 110. So we're good. Uh, please come out. I know it's mom's day and I know you want to spend time with her, but let's have fun tonight and uh, go to the pavilion and have outdoor church and enjoy our time together. Um, Anything else? No? If you did not get a Mother's Day gift, moms, when you walked in the door, you don't want to miss out on this year's Mother's Day gift. It's very special. Pastor will explain it, I'm sure, a little bit later, but it's a very unique and special gift. Please don't eat the candy during service unless you're willing to share. And so, um, very, very special day. I'm excited about it. Please stand to your feet. And let's give God all of the glory. Mom gets some of the, the love and, and, and praise, but we really want to give everything right now to the Lord. God, we come to you this morning excited to be in your house, excited to worship you. Lord, you deserve all of our attention. You deserve all of the glory. You deserve all of our praise. And Lord, thank you for moms. Thank you, Lord, for everything that they pour into us. And Lord, thank you, dear Jesus, that you gave them just to us. I glorify you, Lord, and I thank you for who you are. Bless this service this morning. Bless our time this morning. And Lord, may everything we do glorify you. You are worthy. In Jesus' name.
Yours will be the friendship and affection I need. Oh, and I feel my father smiling on me. Yes, the only name that matters to me. And yours is the name, the name that saved me. Mercy and grace, the power that forgave me. And your love is all I've ever and mercy on our lives today. Thank you, Jesus, for what you have, store, have in store for us in this service, God. Help us to carry it out these doors, God. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Go ahead, guys. You said if we would pray and we would seek Humbly lay our lives down at your feet That you would bring us to a place Where earth and heaven meet For your glory Make us holy So we have come to kneel before your throne With faith and confidence in you you would heal our land and overwhelm us with your hope for your glory make us holy and come like the sound of roar and thunder cover the earth with signs and wonders bring an awakening bring an awakening and come and consume us with your power jesus 
Jesus, we need you in this hour. Bring an awakening. Bring an awakening. We need an awakening. The increase of your kingdom has no we in church will rise and take our stand. Miracles and life will flow as we reach out our hands for your glory. Make us holy and come like the sound of roar and thunder. Cover the earth with signs and wonders. Bring an awakening. Bring an awakening. Come and consume with your power. Jesus, we need you in this hour. Bring an awakening. Bring an awakening. Oh, come like the sound of roaring thunder. Cover the earth with signs and wonders. Bring an awakening. Bring an awakening. Come and consume us with your power. Jesus, we need you in this hour. Bring an Cover the earth with signs and wonders. Bring an awakening. Bring an awakening. Come and consume us with your power. Jesus, we need you in this hour. Bring an awakening. Bring an awakening. Come like the sound, like the sound of roaring thunder. Cover the earth with signs and wonders. Bring an with your power. Jesus, we need you in this hour. Bring an awakening. Bring an awakening. Bring an awakening. Bring an awakening. We need an awakening. We need an awakening. the bridge softly. We call out to the broken. We cry out for the hopeless. Commanding those in darkness, come awake, come awake. We liberate the captives. We activate the passing. 
We scream out to the masses, come awake, come awake. And come like the sound of roaring thunder, cover the earth with signs and wonders, bring an awakening, bring an awakening. And come and consume us with your power, Jesus, we need you in this hour. Bring an awakening. Bring an awakening. We need an awakening. Oh, we need an awakening. Come and consume us, God. Oh, yes, God. Father, come and consume us with your power this morning. Father, we need an awakening not only in this room, God, but in this world, Lord. us to open our hearts and our minds to be receptive of you today. God, help us lay down anything that's hindering us or holding us back from you. Just an open channel, one-on-one, God, between you and us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Feel it in this room. Holy Spirit, Cause when you have your way, something has to break. Tear down every lie, set the wrong thing right. Cause when you have your way, something has to break. Something has to break. Something has to break. Sing that again. I feel it in this room. I feel it in this room. Holy Spirit, move. Cause when you have your way, something has to break. Tear down every lie. Set the wrong thing right. Cause when you have your way, something has to break. Something has to break right now in your name. Something has to break. Something has to break right now in your name. Something has to break. Oh, let's go back to the first.
believe you'll get me through it. I believe that you will do it right now. And I believe you'll lead me to it. I believe you'll get me through it. I believe that you will do it right now, right now. And I believe you'll lead me to it. I believe you'll get me through it. I believe you lead me to it. I believe you get me through it. I believe that you will do it right now. Yes, sing that again. I believe you lead me to it. I believe you get me through it. I believe that you will do it right now. And I believe you lead me to it. I believe you get. there's something so powerful about a song of victory. When I was in high school playing baseball, we'd be on our way to the field and I'd turn that music up just as loud as I could get it to go. And I'd reach over and I'd hit my 40 watt power booster. Man, I thought that pickup truck was rocking. I was going to blow the windows out of it, right? You go to a movie, Rocky comes to my mind, right? And you see Rocky running through town. And by the time you leave that movie theater, you're like, let's go. I can whoop anybody. Let's, let's fight. That's, that's a secular victory song. I'd get myself all excited, I'd get all uh, pumped up to go play that baseball game and I'd go watch that movie and I'd get all excited and pumped up thinking, you know, I can whip anything standing. And... But when I hear, Lord, I believe you'll get me to it and I believe you'll lead me through it. I believe it's going to happen right now. Man, that, that's an excitement and that's an anticipation, that's an energy, that's a, that's a victory song. That's not a song of defeat. That's not a song of being overcome. That's a song of being an overcomer. And so I'm going to ask Julie to, to sing through this, this one more time, at least. And, and I want you to think about the victory that's yours today. I, I want you to, to meditate upon. I want you to consider what's the, 
What's the obstacle standing in your way? Understand today, He'll take you to it and through it. And He can do it right now. You don't have to wait for a someday something to happen. God can do it in your life right now, today. Don't, don't be defeated. Don't be downtrodden. But be uplifted today because He can do it right now. Come on, Julie. Take us there. And I believe you lead us to it. I believe you'll get me through it. I believe that you will do it right now. Yeah. And I believe you'll lead me through it. I believe you'll get me through it. I believe that you will do it right now. Right now. I believe you'll lead me to it. I believe you'll get me Just lift it up onto Him today. Give Him the praise, the honor, the glory for the victory that is surely yours. Come on, all over this room today, just begin to glorify Him and honor Him. Lord, thank You that You'll get me to it and through it. Thank You, Lord, that You can do it. Lord, You're, you're the help, the hope, the strength, the encouragement. Lord, You're the peace in the midst of the storm. Lord, You're the hope I have that goes beyond understanding. 
Lord, you're the healing for my body, the clarity for my mind. God, you're the, the strength and the comfort, the, the hope of all eternity. Lord, you're worthy of all of our praise today. God, we love you. God, we praise you. God, we exalt you today. You're mighty, you're holy, you're righteous, God. You're good, unfailing, unending, unrelenting. You are God and you are God alone. God, we praise you and we thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we adore. Amen. Come on and give him a hand clap of worship and thanks today. Amen. Turn and greet someone today. Let them know how glad you are to see them. Hallelujah. Thank you, worship team. I love y'all. I appreciate you so much. I know we failed to receive the offering this morning. I'd like to ask the deacons to, to go stand at the back door after service is over. Uh, I sure don't want to interrupt the flow of the Holy Spirit. How about that? Um, it's been a, a, a transition. It's been a different... We, we went for so long without receiving the offering during service time uh, that, that really, quite honestly, I've gotten out of the habit. And uh, it's been a good habit for me to break because I love to go straight from worship straight into preaching. Uh, I, don't, I don't like a, a downtime. I don't like an interruption because I've got to tell you, these guys come and they, they turn the soil. They, uh, they get the water stirred up and uh, it makes the preaching for the pastor so, so much easier and so much better. And uh, I love them. I appreciate them so much. Thank you guys for coming out today and honoring your moms. Uh, thank you. Uh, can we give all of our mothers today a hand clap, please? I'm going to try to be non-political today, but notice I did not say birthing person day. It is Mother's Day. Um, I don't care what the media would try to tell us or what the world would try to say. Men cannot have babies. Um, and I'm so thankful for our moms. I'm so thankful that uh, God has blessed us. He has blessed us. He has blessed us. He has blessed us. And uh, I, love, I love you girls. Sister Vonda alluded... Uh, to earlier that I would make mention of your, your mother's gift from the church. Um, our oldest daughter has a neighbor that lives across the street from her uh, who is a woodworker. Uh, one day we were visiting with uh, Jamie and, and Hunter. Actually, we went to see Summit. Let me tell the truth, okay? Uh, we went to go see our grandbaby. And uh, while we were there, her neighbor came across the road. And for the next four hours we talked. No, I mean for, for just a little bit he came. And he had these, these neat little crosses that he had made. Uh, handmade, uh, and he wanted to give them to, to Sister Vonda and I. And uh, we were so blessed, and I looked at Vonda about the time that he presented hers to, to her, and I said, Mother's Day. And I looked at the gentleman, and I said, how many of those can you make, and how fast can you make them? And he said, how many do you want? 
And so the crosses that you've been presented with this morning are handmade. Uh, here in Oklahoma, there's all kinds of different woods, all kinds of different varieties. Uh, some are pine, some are cherry, some are uh, leopard wood, some are walnut. I mean, there's, there's just all kinds of different varieties of crosses. Uh, and I also want to say a huge thank you to Sister Marla. Um, all of the, I, they, they were just kind of, they, they were very pretty crosses, but I, I looked at them and I said, we need to take them to another level. And uh, I asked Miss Marla, I had some uh, magnetic strip tape uh, in my office, and I said, how about if we turn these into refrigerator magnets? And so we had Miss Marla put magnets on the back of every one of the crosses, and so they're yours. You put them where you want them. Uh, if you want to carry them along with you, uh, I have a little bitty one that, that he gave to me that's on my keychain, and uh, I, it goes with me every day. And uh, I, I wanted you guys to have something special and something nice. Uh, I love you. Uh, Whew. My mama's not able to be here today. Uh, she's gone home to be with Jesus. But I've got other mamas that are sitting in this room today. And I love you and I appreciate you. Thank you for being, for being my surrogate mom. Thank you for being my filly. And moms are so special and they're so important. I'm going to get through this message today without boohooing like a little baby all the way, okay? And so I love you guys. I appreciate you. Let's give our moms one more hand clap today if you wouldn't mind, please. I'm thankful today for our mothers. Uh, when we look at our society, when we look at the world we're living in, what we, what we find out pretty quickly is that uh, it's certainly not the world that it once was. Uh, moms certainly don't have the value that, that, that they once did according to the world. Uh, the, the truth is, church, I, I think you guys would agree with me today when I say that uh, families here in the United States of America are under attack. How many understand that? Uh, the, the truth is this, the enemy would like to do nothing less than to destroy the family. Uh, he would like to, to create a, a, an atmosphere where families are broken apart and there's no home unity. He understands that if he can separate a family, uh, if he can get moms conflicting with dads and dads conflicting with moms, if he can get parents upset with children, then, then they're separated, they're divided, and, and it's really easy to pick us off one at a time, but when we'll stand together in unity as a family, how many know we're a lot stronger, right? Uh, so many things in this world are designed to destroy the family. Even, even what the family is is being redefined by the world. Uh, according to the world today, a family can be anything. It can be a, a man and a man. That can be a family. A woman and a woman. Or a, a man and three goats. That can be a family as well. Uh, the, the, the family unit, the family structure that, that was the design of Almighty God is being redefined by the world. And, and I believe it's a very sad, sad state of affairs when, when the world has a say in what they believe a family is and we don't go by the biblical standard of what the, the Word of God says a family is. From the time that God created man in the garden, he saw that it wasn't good for him to be alone. He knew that there was no way that a man could ever survive without a woman. And all the men should have said, Amen, right there. God knew, guys, that there was absolutely no way that you would know when to take the trash out. The Lord knew and understand there was absolutely no way that you could ever pick out your clothes so that they would match. There's rarely a Sunday morning that goes by that I don't walk out of my bedroom closet with two neckties and say, okay, honey, which one of these goes with this shirt? Because I would wear a blue one with, with a green shirt and she'd say, oh, no, no, no. You've got to match before you walk up on that platform. Thank God we've got women to, to keep us lined out on what we ought to wear. Can I get a witness? 
Thank the Lord. He, he knew. I know this is kind of an old one, but it was in my notes, so I've got to say it. He knew, guys, that there's no way you could ever read a road map, so he gave you a woman to do that for you. What did we do before the days of, uh, of maps and Google so that we could just pull it up on our phone and it'd take us to where we... Can you remember the days of having to unfold that Rand McNally and uh, it filled up the whole front cab of the vehicle that you were in? And How did we ever survive being able to see out the front of the window because of that big old road map that was folded out? And the crazy part about it is only a woman could fold it back exactly the way it's supposed to go. God knew that there was no way that we fellas could ever survive without a woman, so he, he created a woman to help us. I'm so grateful. God's plan was then and always has been that two people would become one. God's plan always has been one man and one woman united together forever, working together to build a family. God told that uh, the very first man and wife in Genesis chapter 1, verse 22, to be fruitful and multiply. In other words, go create a family. God wants a family unit to be created in the world today. It was then and still is today the desire of God for families to be healthy and happy. A place where children can grow up knowing that they're loved and that they're cared for and that somebody's watching out for them and they can lay their head on their pillow at night and know that they're going to be safe. I believe the enemy's working overtime to destroy the very idea of a family. And one of the ways he wants to accomplish that is by teaching and telling lies to us as parents. He wants us to buy into the great lie that, that our kids need more stuff. And every kid in the room right then should have said amen to the pastor. Yes, pastor, I need a new uh, Artari. Uh, yes, pastor, I need a new Game Boy. Just making sure y'all were awake. Yes, Pastor, I need a new Care Bear. <laughs> yes, Pastor, I need a new My Pretty Pony. <laughs> Come on, people. <laughs> Help a dude out, would you? We bought into this lie that, that what our kids need are more stuff. You know, we only had a limited amount of things when we were children, and so uh, our moms and dads did all that they could to supply us with good things, and so uh, we wanted to be all that we can be doing to supply good things for our kids. And so what we'll do is we'll work overtime, and we'll do this, and we'll build that, and we'll go there, and, and we work, and we work, and we strive, and we strive, so our kids have more than what we had. Can I tell you, friend, that's a lie straight out of the pits of hell. What your kids need is not more stuff. Kids, I don't need any help right now. What your kids need is not more toys. What they need is not more stuff. What they need is not more junk. What they need is a parent that'll show up and be there for them. What they need is a daddy that'll go out in the front yard and play catch with them. What they need is a mama who'll love them and, and look out for them. What they need is a man of God and a woman of God. What they need are people of the cross, right? They need us to be the people that God has called us to be, fulfilling the role that God has called us to fulfill as being parents, one man, one woman, together forever, raising the children that He's blessed them with. Listen, our children are an inheritance. They're a blessing from God. And we have no greater example than the examples that are sitting around us in this room today. And that is of the women that are in this room today. I count you ladies today as women of the cross. Find your Bibles if you would, please. We're going to the book of Luke this morning. I want to talk to you for a little bit about being people and women of the cross. Luke chapter 9 is where we're headed. One simple verse. 
but so profound. Luke chapter 9, verse 23, Jesus spoke these words to His followers. The Bible says, He said to them all, If anyone desires to come after Me, let him, or yes, her, deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow Me. Let's pray. Father, thank You so much for this day. God, I thank You for the blessed opportunity of being a minister of Your Word. God, the calling and the anointing that You placed upon my life to do it. God, I pray today that ears will be open. I pray that lives will be challenged. I pray that our hearts will be changed. And, and Father, I pray today that You'd be glorified through every word that's spoken. God, never for our glory, but God, always for Yours. It's all about You. I ask it all in the anointed name of Jesus, I pray. And all of God's people agreed and said, Amen. Amen. Can we give Him another hand clap together, please? I'm so thankful this morning for the cross of Calvary. I submit to you today, it is our victory. Maybe I need to say that loud one more time again so you'll hear it. I, I thank God for the cross of Calvary. It is our victory. Whether you recognize it, whether you dwell on it, whether you think about it or not, the cross is your victory today, my friend. Throughout history, Christian men and Christian women have been referred to and known as the people of the cross. Now understand with me, that's not always been a, a complimentary statement. Understand that's not always an accolade that you, that you want to be associated with or, or, or that you, you really thought that that was a good thing. Because, but the reality is that the, the sign of the cross was, was not always meant as a compliment because many people have lived and died under the glorious shadow of the cross of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You've got to remember with me today, in Roman times, the, the cross was a place of horrible punishment, a place of ultimate death for the offenders of the Roman law. It was a public place of, of torment and pain. It was a public spectacle meant to instill fear and dread for its onlookers. It was brutal execution that often took hours and sometimes it even took days for someone to expire after being crucified on a cross. Yet it was our Lord Jesus Christ who turned this instrument of torture and shame into a symbol of life-changing victory. How many are thankful for the victory of the cross of Calvary today? It was by the late renowned English preacher by the name of John Scott who was quoted in saying, It was by his death that he wished above all else to be remembered. There is then, it is safe to say, no Christianity without the cross. If the cross is not central to our religion, then our religion is not that of Jesus Christ. Man, that's powerful. There's no Christianity without the cross. And if the cross isn't central to our belief system, then friend, we have no belief system based upon Jesus Christ. Uh, it, the Apostle Paul said it like this in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are uh, being saved, it is the power of God. I'll say it again. Thank God for the cross of Calvary. It is our victory. It is our victory. It is our victory today. Thank God for the cross. In today's world, it's, it's very common to see people adorn themselves with crosses. I've seen today cross necklaces. I've seen cross earrings. I, I know people wear cross t-shirts and they have cross bumper stickers. 
You've been presented today with a uh, cross refrigerator magnet and, and many people in their homes have a whole wall of their household that's dedicated to nothing but crosses that, that are decorating their house. Uh, it's representation of, of a cross just in, in symbolism of, of being there. If, if the representation of wearing a cross t-shirt or wearing a cross necklace or, or, or wearing cross earrings was, was enough, then, then it would be easy for us to say, yes, just by the symbolism of wearing a, a depiction of a cross, then that makes us people of the cross. But the sad truth is it goes way beyond what we wear on our body. The, the reality is being a person of the cross is a whole lot more than, than having a wall dedicated to crosses or taking that little magnet and sticking it on your refrigerator. It's not a matter of an outward appearance. It's a matter of an inward reflection of the heart. Uh, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13, the Bible says that there's no creature hidden from His sight, but all things that are, that are masked are open to the eyes of Him of whom we must give an account. That means God knows your heart. You can have the bumper sticker, you can wear the t-shirt, you can have the necklace, and you can put all that on at one time and still not be a person of the cross. Come on, God knows your hearts. God's looking on the inside of us today. I can't escape that thought. God don't care about my outside, God cares about my inside. And I believe with all that's within me that we're open, we're unmasked before Almighty God. And He examines our hearts on a continual basis. Uh, you might fool the preacher, you might fool mom and daddy, you might fool the people around you sitting in church today, but you can't fool the all-seeing eyes of Almighty God. He knows the reality of what's really in your heart, friend. I also believe He's looking for people who will willingly take up their cross daily and follow Him. That's more than a fashion statement. That's more than something to be politically correct. That's more than the accolades or the pats on the back of the people around us. But God's not called us just to be a fashion statement, but He's called us to be a person of the cross. And I submit to you today, He's looking for men and He's looking for women of the cross. And so what's a woman of the cross look like? Well, the very first thing I see today is this. A woman of the cross is a... Oh, I was supposed to do that. A woman of the cross is a woman who's willing to pay the price. Look with me again at verse 23. Verse 23 says, Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, uh, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Uh, come on. How many are thankful today for the cross of Christ? It was on that cross that He suffered. It was on that cross that He bled. It was on that cross that He died. It was on that cross that He defeated death, hell, and the grave. It was on that cross that He paid a price that you and I could never pay. Thank God for the cross today. The cross is the image of suffering and pain. The cross is the image of sacrifice. The cross is the image of a great cost, a great price. And the cross is an image of self-denial. Think with me today. When Jesus in Luke chapter 22, uh, verse 47, prayed to the Father, He said, Lord, Father, if it be Thy will, allow this, this cup to pass from me. But nevertheless, not my will, but Thy will be done. Jesus said, Lord, my flesh desires, my, my self-desire is that I could escape this hour. I don't want to go to the whipping post. I don't want to go hang on that cross. But Father, Your will is greater than my will. 
And so the cross is a symbol of the self-denial of Jesus Christ, the man that He would give His will over to the will of the Father and say, not my will, but your will be done. How many know God's still looking for people like that today? I believe God's looking for a people who will come after Him. Here in Luke chapter 9, verse 23, Jesus said that if we're going to come after Him, we must deny ourselves daily and follow Him. How many understand daily self-denial is a price that people of the cross must be willing to pay? Come on, I know I'm not preaching you happy today when I talk about self-denial, but if you're going to be a son or a daughter of Almighty God, you've got to get past your flesh and you've got to follow after Him today. Something more important. In Matthew chapter 19, verses 16 through 21, Jesus was confronted by a, a man the Bible calls the rich young ruler. Uh, he was talking to Jesus about eternal life. His question to Jesus was, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, listen, here's what you got to do, buddy. You got to sell everything you got. You got to give it to the poor. You got to forsake everything and come and follow after me. He was given an invitation of self-denial. But the Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 19 verses 21 and 22 uh, that the young man went away from him sorrowfully, filled with great sorrow because he had such great possessions. The young man wasn't willing to deny himself. He wasn't willing to give up his stuff to follow Jesus. He said, my stuff is more important than you. Y'all, thank you for helping me preach today. Come on, He's more important than our stuff. If there's anybody who sets an example or the standard of self-denial, it's a woman of the cross. If there's anybody who sets a standard or an example of, uh, of being a, a person who, who gives of themselves, who's willing to pay whatever the price may be, it's a woman of the cross, especially a mom. I believe when you look up the, de the definition of the, the word self-denial in the dictionary, what you'll find next to it is a picture of a mama. Right? Come on, guys, that was a good place for you to get in good with mom right there. Not that dads aren't good at self-denial, but the fact of the matter is, it's Mother's Day, so get over yourself. It's not about you, it's about her today. I want you to understand, it's self-denial. When that mama gets up in the middle of the night to go take care of that crying baby and change those diapers. It's self-denial when she puts her career on hold to be a stay-at-home mama. It's self-denial when there's only one piece of fried chicken left and all of a sudden she's not hungry anymore. Anybody else have a mama like that besides me? It don't stop there though, right? It's self-denial when she spends hours in prayer instead of sleep because she's concerned about her kid. It's self-denial when she makes sure that her kids are raised in the admonition and the love of Almighty God. They, they're bringing you to missionettes and Royal Rangers. I know there's lots of people that say they were druggies when they were kids because mama drugged me to church. We wouldn't be the people we are today had mama not brought us to church. 
We wouldn't be the people we are today had mama not taught us about Jesus. We wouldn't be the... And, and I know some of you mamas are sitting there today going, man, I wish my kids were around me. I, I wish what I taught them would have stuck with them. I, I wish it would have made a difference. Friend, the promise of the word of the Lord is if you train them up in the way they should go when they're old, they'll not depart. Come on. And even if they do, I submit they're going to come back again. Believe right now that mamas that were willing to pay the price made a difference. They were willing to make this huge self-sacrifice in their lives. See, the reality is there's this great battle. There's this great conflict that's going on continually within us. In the book of Galatians chapter 5 verse 27, the Bible says, For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. Listen, we all are in this great flesh fight. We're all in this great flesh battle. Our flesh is pulling us to, to satisfy it. Our flesh is pulling us to, to fill our selfish desires, to do the things that, that we want to do, to satisfy ourselves. But our spirit's pulling us a different direction. They're contrary to one another. There's this huge tug of war that's going on in your soul and in your spirit. If we're going to be people of the cross, if we're going to be men and women of the cross, then friend, we've got to be willing to pay the price of self-denial Lord, not my will, but your will. God, not my flesh, but, but your glory. God, not my kingdom, but your kingdom. Come on. If we're going to be people of the cross, it's going to take paying the price of self-denial. Come on, you'll get happy here in a minute. What does a woman of the cross look like? It's a woman willing to pay the price. Another thing I believe a woman of the cross looks like is this. It's a, a woman willing to make a commitment. Look at verse 23. One more time. Verse 23 says, And then he said to them all, If anyone does not, desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross daily and follow me. Thank the Lord. He calls us to daily denying ourselves. How many understand? Daily denial takes commitment unto Almighty God. Jesus instructs us that we're to deny ourselves and pay the price. Take up that cross every day and follow Him. Friend, that speaks of a commitment. To, to make a commitment means wherever, whenever, whatever, every day. Lord, I am at Your disposal. I am committed to You. I'm not taking a day off today. Not just when we feel like it, not just when the sun's shining, not just when the temperature's just right, not when just everything's going good, not just when all the planets are in alignment, but we're committed to follow Him every day, no days off. How many would agree that moms are a great example of self-denial? Moms don't get a day off from being a mom. And I think especially today about single moms. I don't see her this morning. She's probably working the nursery. But when I think about single moms, I can't escape thinking about Aaliyah. She doesn't get a day off. She's a mama constantly. And quite honestly, she's a daddy when she's not a mama. She has to fulfill both roles. She has to fulfill both responsibilities. Mamas like that don't ever get a day off. It's always mom, 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 mom. <laughs> With them two little boys, I have no doubt about it. We had a joke around our house when I was a little boy. My mama, 
It was the same way. My mama raised three of us. She raised me and my big brother, and she raised my daddy along with us. She was way outnumbered. She was the only girl in the house. And when I was little, I'll, I'll remember for the, for the rest of my life, uh, it was that way. It was mom, 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 mom. And finally she came to me and she said, Son, if you say mom one more time, I'm changing my name to Catfish. <laughs> A few minutes passed by and I went, Hey, Catfish! Now that's pretty funny, but when she was in advanced years, when, when she was in the nursing home, I would, I would call her every day and talk to her. And lots of times I'd call her and she'd answer the phone and I'd say, Hey, Catfish, how you doing today? <laughs> Can I tell you that it really didn't make any difference if I called her mom or if I called her Catfish? She was still my mama. She didn't ever get a day off. She didn't ever have a day that was, just, that was just a mom day. She didn't ever get to say, you know what, I'm not going to be a wife today. I'm not going to be a mother today. Uh, once you're a mom, you're always a mom. There's no such thing as a day off. It doesn't matter if you're exhausted. It doesn't matter if you've done everything you know to do. It doesn't matter if they've uh, had 13 Red Bulls and 19 Snicker bars. Uh, you're still the mom and you're still on call, right? as people of the cross. As men of the cross and women of the cross, listen, we don't get a day off. I'm not going to be a Christian today. I'm just going to do my thing today. There's no such thing. He's looking for people who will daily deny their flesh and take up that cross and follow after Him. As people of the cross, we choose Him first over anything and everything else. He's number uno. He's number one on the list. Well, I've got this to do and that to do and something else to do. Great. Did you put him first in your life today? He's got to be number one. If we're going to daily take up our cross, that means every day committed to take up our cross and follow him. As people of the cross, we make our plans around his plans, not the other way around. Do you remember when everything else used to revolve around the house of God? Well, it's Wednesday night and I've got ball practice. It's Wednesday night and I've got basketball practice. It's Wednesday night and I've got this. It's Wednesday night and I, I, I'm going to work late. It's Wednesday night and I've got to do this. Do you remember the day when God was number one and we made all our other plans around Him? Now this church ain't God. Don't misunderstand me. This preacher ain't God. Don't misunderstand me. But if we're putting God first, then we're going to put His house first. Y'all don't shout me down out the back door. People of the cross, they don't change their actions or their words by what day of the week it is or by the people we're around. We're the same person every day, all the time. The, the guy you meet at the Homeland Grocery Store is the same guy you meet in the church foyer. Uh, the, the lady that you talk to on the telephone uh, when she's griping about her husband is the same woman that you meet in the, the, the women's ministry meetings on Tuesday night. Uh, come on, we're the same people all the time regardless of who we're with and who we're around. Have you ever been around somebody that became a different person when somebody else was around them? Right? Daily. No days off. 
What's that look like, Pastor? Well, it means in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. A living sacrifice. It is your holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Come on. A living sacrifice. Come on. That means you're alive, but you're living out that sacrificial life every day of your life. I've taken up my cross today. I'm going to deny myself and I'm going to commit my way unto God. Every word I speak, every action, every reaction, everything I do, everything I say is going to be for His glory and His alone. So what's a woman of the cross look like? It's a woman willing to pay the price. It's a woman willing to commit. And it's a woman willing to connect. Look with me one more time at verse 23. Verse 23, the Bible says, Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Follow me. Thank God for the calling of connection. Thank God he calls us to connect to him. He didn't call me to connect to the assemblies of God. He didn't call me to connect to Lone Grove. He didn't call me to connect to to, to people. He didn't call me to connect to possessions. He called me to connect to Him. He said, take up your cross every day and follow me. Be connected to me. The call is to intimacy and to relationship. I believe He calls us to forsake all others and follow Him. No other loves can come before Almighty God. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, the Bible says, Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Listen, you can either love God or you can love the world, but you can't love them both at the same time. The Bible says the love of the Father. Uh, the Living Bible translation says uh, you can't love God and love the world at the same time. We can't be servants of two different people. We have to decide, am I going to love God with all my heart, my mind, my soul, and my strength? Or am I going to give a little bit of my love away to the world? I believe He calls us to be people of the cross, a place of of intimacy and relationship. Intimacy and relationship is the choice between knowing about Him and knowing Him. I've known a lot of people who had a a head full of knowledge about Him. They could quote scriptures. They could tell you the the word inside and out. Uh, They they might know the the, the numbers of the Bibles and the the books in the Bible. They they might be able to to, to say the word backwards and forwards. But they didn't know Him. There's a difference between knowing about Him and knowing Him. It's intimacy and relationship and it's connection unto Almighty God. When you're connected to Him, you know Him. You know Him. Submit to you today that He calls us to connection. In John 15 and 5, Jesus said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me... You can do nothing. He calls us to connection. He calls us to be connected. He's the vine, we're the branches. And if we're connected to Him, He says we can bear much fruit. But if we're not connected to Him, He goes on in that same passage in John 15 to say that dead branches, those that produce no fruit, should be cut down and thrown into the fire. 
As people of the cross, all that we do and all that we say and how we act and how we react should be a flow of the connection we had to Jesus Christ. What you're connected to should flow through you and it should be a revelation to the world around you uh, because of who you're connected to. It should be easy to see what you're connected to by the words that come out of your mouth. Jesus says from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so whatever's in here comes out up there, right? And so whatever I'm connected to in here is going to flow out of me on a regular basis. If it's critical, if it's hypocritical, if it's, if it's mean, if it's angry, if it's ugly, if it's always fault-finding, if it's always dragging through the mud, if it's always tearing somebody down, if it's always elevating yourself to make somebody else look smaller, friend, let me tell you, you're not connected to God. Our daily self-denial and taking up the cross of Christ connects us to a source that's greater than anything this old world could ever offer. Y'all are so quiet. I'm so glad. That means I'm going to come down here and waddle around with you a little bit. Have I told you yet today we're living in the last days? We're living in the last of the last days. Things are unfolding at an alarming rate. Things are continuing to escalate at an alarming rate. The book of Revelation, Brother Jerry teaches and tells us that the devil knows he's running out of time. He knows he's running out of time because his, his season's short. He knows. And so he's come down with a vengeance. He's come down with an anger. He, he's come down doing all that he can. I want you to hear your pastor very clearly and very plainly today. In these last days, I believe we're going to see an escalation of demonic attack on a level such as the church hasn't experienced in years and years and centuries. There's going to be an escalation of demonic assault on the church, on the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because the enemy knows that if he can flip you out, if he can get you upset, if he can get you off track, if he can get you sidetracked, then you're not a person of the cross anymore. This stuff that's going on with the Supreme Court and the the possibility of overturning a Roe v. Wade with the possibility of overturning this thing that's been enacted for for years and years, the murder of of millions and millions and millions of babies. And millions. I said I wasn't going to get political this morning, so excuse me. It's Mother's Day. I'm supposed to preach you happy and make you smile and laugh. And... But Mama's no better than anybody else does. The seriousness of the hour we're living in. It baffles my brains. I don't understand. Maybe there's somebody here today that can help me. Uh, maybe there's somebody in Facebook land that will... They, I'm sure they've already shut us off, so I'm going to say it anyway. Maybe there's somebody that can help me understand how it's okay for a woman to have a choice of of whether she's going to... uh, But it's not okay for us as an individual to have a choice about putting a needle in our arm. I don't understand that. Well, you know, it's, it's women's rights. Well, praise God for women's rights. Women should have the same rights as any man. I've heard them talk over this last week about this tie that won't stay straight. I've heard them talk over this last week about, you know, we, we need to really make a decision about this because where, where does life really begin? What's, 
And you know, they, they keep talking about this over and over and over. When, when is it going to be okay for, for this abortion thing to take place? When's it going to be okay for, for us to, to do this? Well, my question is, when do we know when life is over? That fellow right there in that pretty salmon-colored shirt, I started to say pink pubert, but it's not, it's salmon. <laughs> that fellow right there was laying in the parking lot and his heart had quit beating. And we were doing everything in our power. God, please bring him back. Hubert, don't leave me. Hubert, breathe. We were doing everything in our power to get that heart to beat again. And if his heart had quit beating, you know what we'd have declared? Hubert's dead. So when that child in that mother's womb begins, her heart begins to beat, is that child not alive? That's demonic, guys. And for them to threaten federal judges, our Supreme Court judges, it's demonic. People who will stand up and say, abortion saves lives! That's a special kind of dumb. I know I'm in trouble and I probably have offended everybody in this room, but guess what? It's demonic. That's all it is. And here's the thing. If we're not connected to something greater than us, I've seen it. I've dealt with it personally. I've seen the manifestation of demonic spirits. I've, I've seen it manifest inside churches. Friend, it's real. And if we're not connected to something greater than ourselves... If we don't have a source to, to draw from, if we don't have something greater than our own uh, intellect or our own power or the wisdom we may have gotten from some man or some institution, friend, that stuff will flop. We must be able to stand and say, greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. Greater is he who I'm connected to. Women and people of the cross... Because of their connection, speak life and not death. Women and people of the cross build people up and not tear them down because of who they're connected to. Women and people of the cross love other people because of their connection to the one that they're connected to. Women and people of the cross speak truth and love because of the one that they're connected to. And women and people of the cross function and operate in the authority of Jesus Christ because of the one that you're connected to. I love you. And I'm proud to call you uh, my people. I'm proud to call you my family. I I'm proud to say I'm your pastor. But if, if the demonic attack comes to your home or your family or, or there's some onslaught against our nation and you try to rise up and say, oh, in the name of Pastor Gary, he preached about this. Friend, you're going to get whooping. In the name of the assemblies of God. It better be in the name of Jesus Christ. The one who hung on that cross. The one who defeated death, hell, and the grave. The one who brought victory my way. 
I'm going to take up my cross daily and I'm going to deny myself and I'm going to connect to Him and therefore I'm going to walk in my victory song. I believe He'll take me to it and I believe He'll get me through it and I believe that He can do it right now, right now. My God can do it because I'm a man or a woman of the cross. Sister Julie, come help me today, please. Bring your team. Women of the cross. I look around this room today and I see so many great standard bearers. So many great women of the cross. Miss Carol, I love you. Oh my gosh. Incredible women of God. And I think you'd have to say... <laughs> Duh. Wouldn't none of us be here today if it wasn't for Mama. Daddy didn't get you here by himself. The spirit of adoption is so strong and so real and so taught in the church today. I, I believe in the power of adoption. I, I think it's important to adopt children and to make them your very own, whether you're somebody's biological mother or not. Listen, when you fulfill that role as Mama... Man, that can't be replaced. Women of the cross, whether they're biological or whether they're adopted. Ladies, I don't know who said it, but I think it bears so much truth. The hand that rocks the cradle, the hand that rocks the cradle, rules the world. What influence you have. What opportunity for a difference to be made that you have. You're incredible. You're beautifully and wonderfully created. You're unique. You're your own individual. And only you can do what God created you to do. God gave you your children. I know you'd like to give them away some days. Because I've been there. Maybe Vonda never felt that way as a mama, but as a daddy, I would like to take them off out in the woods somewhere and leave them. For an hour or two, you know. Just for a little bit. I'd go get them. God gave you your kids. He knew who you could deal with. Thank the Lord. He knew what you could put up with. <laughs> Thank y'all for letting me bear my heart with you today. Thank y'all for letting me share what I believe in so strongly today. And that is that we're supposed to be people of the cross. The world should see that cross over your life, whether you have the necklace or the earrings or the t-shirt or the refrigerator magnet. People should be able to say, man, that's a man of the cross. That's a woman of the cross. 
they denied themselves to do something for their family. They denied themselves to do something for me. And it's not just every once in a while, it's every day. They're, they're the same person today that they were yesterday at church. Huh. They must be connected to something so much greater. They must be connected to something so much larger than themselves. Something so much more powerful and mighty. They must be a person, a woman of the cross. Would you bow your heads with me today, please? Father, I love you. God, I thank you. Thank you for the great standard, the great example that's set around this room today for all of us to, to see and to follow. Thank you for moms. God, thank you for dads. Thank you for men and women, people of the cross. Lord, may we walk that, that crosswalk out every day. May we live that out, out loud every day for the whole world to see and recognize we're people of the cross. Have your way right now. In Jesus' name. Please, with heads bowed, with eyes closed, just for a second. If you're here this morning and you say, man, pastor, that, that cross is what I need. I need the sacrifice that was made there applied to my life. I need the, the one who hung and bled and died on that cross. I, I need to be connected to Him. My friend, there's only one way for that to happen. That's through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Not a religion. I, I'm not here today to offer you religion. I'm here to offer a relationship with the Son of God. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, if, you, if you've never asked Him into your heart, or perhaps you did and you know you're... You're out in the world. You know you're away from the Lord. And you'd say, man, I just, I need Him to come alive in my heart again. If that's you today, heads are bowed, eyes are closed. It's just you and I. I just need to know who that I'm praying with. If, if you're here and you'd say, yes, I need Jesus to save my soul, would you lift your hand right now? Anywhere in this room. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, guys. I see your hands. You can put them down. Thank you, Lord. So far, there's been three hands that have gone up. Are there any others this morning that would say, Pastor, I need, I need Jesus to come into my heart. I need forgiveness of sin. I... I need to be made brand new. Is that you? Come on, if you haven't already lifted your hand and you'd like to, right now is your moment. Yes, Pastor, that's me. I need Jesus. I need Him in my heart. Church family, would you stand with me today, please? Oh, how He loves you. Oh, how it makes Him smile when you worship Him. Oh, how it, how it pleases Him when you talk to Him. He's calling us in these last days to be more than just casual Christians. 
calling us in these last days to be people of the cross. Serious, sold out, all the way in. There's far too many people who want to live with, with one foot in the world and one foot in the church. and We either are or we're not. It's calling us. In times such as this, and we need to answer the call. I want to invite you today, if you lifted your hand for salvation to come, if, if you just need to, to spend some time in prayer, I'm asking you to come and find a place in the altar. But friend, don't walk out the door today until you, until you spend some time talking to the Lord about being a person of the cross. God bless you as you seek Him and pray. How would be hopeless without your goodness? How would be desperate without your love slave to the darkness if it wasn't for the cross you have won me with your kindness chase me down when I was lost where would I if it wasn't for the cross, hallelujah, thank you Jesus, I was a Christian, now I'm not with your blood, I've won my freedom, hallelujah. And all my shame was met with mercy, and now your mercy would be my song, and all the glory, all the power of the cross. And by your strife.
tonight that we might gather to worship your name. Lord, we give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Reminder, pavilion service starts at 6 o'clock down, down below the hill. So come, come back and be in service.